This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Now it's time for a long walk to Cleveland with Rudy Povich. Good luck finding a DJ who can move and shake like this. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and every morning live on Instagram. That shit sounds pretty good on blow, mixed with tequila and wine on an empty stomach. What's happening, everybody? Thank you so much for joining me on a long walk to Cleveland. You can find this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, every day, 945-ish. We go live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. A uh, couple of things. New shows, everybody. New shows. Uh, first off, uh, June 9th, we talk about that one. That's going to be Stand Up Raw, downtown Minneapolis, Comedy at the Crane. The Groupon of Comedy. You get 10 comics for 12 bucks. Wait, strike that. Reverse it. 12 comics for 10 bucks. <laughs> you know what I was trying to say? Uh, the other thing is, uh, June 11th, the dirty show, spring street tavern club underground should be a fun time. That'll be an awesome night. Uh, A couple of new dates added June 22nd, Wednesday night, ineffable brewing in is that savage, savage Burnsville somewhere highway 42. That's all I know is it's I've been to the brewery before. Great beers. Phenomenal. Is there not a brewery in this goddamn Metro that I haven't been to? But it'll be fun. That'll be a really fun show. So to Wednesday night, June 22nd, if you live in the South Metro, that would be the place to be. And then just found out yesterday, I'm going to Kansas City to the Comedy Club of Kansas City. Uh, I'm going to be there Thursday through Saturday. Probably doing uh, a, a couple of guest sets Thursday and Friday, maybe. But uh, opening for Jonathan Kite Saturday at the Comedy Club of Kansas City. Jonathan Kite, as I've mentioned before, Jonathan Kite is from Two Broke Girls. Just uh, recently had his show with uh, Jamie Foxx. Dude's just fucking just the best, man. Dude is just the most lovable, fun guy ever. So uh, that'll be cool. I'll get you guys some more details about that. I know I still got some buddies of mine from Missouri when I lived down in Springfield for a while that uh, they can make it, man. That would be a blast. Speaking of shows, had a quick turnaround last night. We should probably say hi to some people that are on the live streams, huh? What's up, Amanda? Hi, Sally. What's up, Ryan Stock? What's up, dude? Good to see you, bud. Danielle, Andrea, Anna, Scooter. Look at that. Just a nice little old lunch crowd we got going on today. If you got some comments, make sure that you throw them into the live stream of Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Last night, I was at a, uh, every once in a while, as a, uh, as a comic and a way to like help pay the bills, you go out and you do private shows for high schools that have like groups of seniors that are, you know, graduating or it's like a prom night or some whatever, man. Usually those nights suck. Not Park Rapids, Minnesota. Park Rapids, Minnesota, your high school, you brought it. Letting the comics just say whatever they want. A couple of F-bombs went out on the stage last night. I'm not going to say who said them. There's a couple of bad words that made it in front of those kids. All them kids hearing them bad words. They did like a slideshow because it was a graduating class of 2022, and they did like a slideshow. And Ryan Stock, what's up, champ? Glad to be here. Glad you are here, my friend. Glad you are here. Uh, Danielle, good morning to you. But they did like a slideshow presentation of all the kids 
you know, when they were younger to when like, you know, they're graduating now. And it was like, I don't know, 15 minute slideshow, something like that. And these kids, they get to live the life. I've said before, kids who grow up, you know, in small towns in Northern Minnesota, got it so much better than the kids who grow up here. You got to make your own fun in those small towns. You do. One of the pictures, I was watching the slideshow before I got on stage, and they, they showed a picture, and the whole goddamn auditorium went bananas. And I was looking at it, and I'm like, I think that's a mugshot. That looks like a mugshot of one of the kids. So I got up on stage, and the, I mean, the crowd went bananas. And I got up on stage, and I'm like, all right, hang on. First off, number one, first question, first and foremost, was that a mugshot? Huge response. And they all start pointing. He's like, he's right here. He's right here. I'm like, dude, look at you. I'm like, what the hell, man? Look at that mustache. I'm glad you haven't shaved it since then. You, it hasn't grown since then either. Christ, dude, you're like 17. What was that for? He's like, DWI. I was like, dude, don't you know? DWIs are like stepdads. Two or more, you're going to end up going to jail. <laughs> God damn, those kids were laughing their asses off about this dude having a DWI when he was 17. Just, fuck, I was just, and why, you can't get judgy on him. Who amongst us hasn't done ridiculous, stupid shit like that, man? God, it was funny, though. Those poor goddamn kids. But living the times of their lives, getting out, doing the thing. Good for them. I say good for them. Uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the new George Carlin documentary that I don't know if you guys have seen, but I am. I've watched the first part twice. I've seen the whole thing. I watched the first part twice. Let's listen to a little bit of Carlin, shall we? Here is technology gone berserk. <laughs> Everywhere you go now, there's some yo-yo, some putts with a camcorder, and he is going to tape everything. <laughs> Doesn't anyone in this country just stop and look at things anymore? Sort of take them in, maybe even <laughs> remember them? Is that just a strange notion? Does, that, does experience have to be documented and brought home and saved on the shelf? And do people really watch this? Are people's lives so bankrupt they sit at home looking at things they already did? <laughs> These guys are so intense, you know? It's always guys. They won't let women touch the cameras. It's a highly technical skill. Look through a hole, push on a button, big skill, and they all think they're Federico Fellini. Ever seen the low angles, zooms, and pans, and it's the same ugly three children in every shot. Man, the best. Damn, the best. Here's the thing that I... Obviously, we kind of knew about George Carlin. I think most people look at the broad strokes of George Carlin, and they go, yeah, he went from the hippy-dippy weatherman to an old crotchety dude. There was like three other incarnations of George Carlin that you kind of forget about. He went from the hippy dippy weatherman to the the counterculture guy. He wanted to be different, which is so crazy that during that documentary that Judd Apatow put out, he talked about, you know where I need to be? I need to be at the colleges. The colleges are where things are happening. It's free thinkers. Ain't no free thinkers on college campuses now, my man. You don't get to say shit on campuses nowadays. You are done. And... It was, uh, it was very eye-opening to sit and, and watch this documentary and about how he just decided like at some point he just he needed to change himself. Take a pay cut, got to change myself. 
going to lose gigs, got to change myself, got to keep evolving. And when the counterculture guy got to be too much, he started writing in a different capacity. And take he went on the goddamn Tony Orlando show. There is nobody more polar opposite of George Carlin than Tony Orlando. 70s disco, lapels, feathered hair, all that shit. And they're like, George Carlin went to Tony Orlando and said, can I be on your show? Tony Orlando was like, why the why do you want to be on my show? We, you and I have nothing in common. He said, you got 40 million people who watch every single week. That's like a 37 share. A third of the country watches this show. I would like to sell out an arena again. So how about you let me on? And Tony Orlando's like, hell yeah, dude, you're George Carlin. Anytime you want, you got it. Once a week, he'd get up and he started selling out again, man. It's like such a great story that that guy numerous times throughout his life changed himself to fit this idea of who he was in his head and how he hadn't perfected it yet. Did it get dark towards the end? Absolutely. He's talking about how much he loved natural disasters and yeah, got a little dark. But I think he was, the way they put it in the documentary is he was just tired of watching the human race implode on itself. He was the only one who tried and he just kept seeing more and more people fuck it up. And he's like, I can't do it anymore. That's when he started getting into talking about the kids falling down the well and natural disasters, how it's good to sometimes shake off a good chunk of the population. It helps keep you on your toes. It's goddamn funny though. And that documentary, it's like outside of the content of George Carlin, just the way it's done, just the way that they sort of get the love notes between George Carlin and his wife, Brenda, and the way they pre the presentation of it, the editing, it's so precise and so well thought out. His daughter, Kelly, is you know prominent in both parts of the documentary. It really is like, it's a great watch. You know it's a great watch because even though I love, uh, I love George Carlin, not even the movies that I love, it's very hard to keep people's attention. It's very tough to be able to keep somebody's attention for like 12 minutes at a crack. And I watched, and both sections are two hours each. I watched them, never picked up my phone once. That's how captivating it is. So, and the, the story between him and his wife, Brenda, I mean, Christ, they were both like, she was a drunk. He was a cokehead. They're trying to raise this daughter. They're on vacation in Hawaii. They get into a huge blowout. Brenda pulls a knife on him. He's like one of the most famous comedians on the planet having a, you know, goddamn slugfest with his wife and she grabbed a kitchen knife and like threatened to stab him in front of their daughter who was like nine at the time. Kelly Carlin wrote up a peace treaty between the two and said, we are here for another five days in Hawaii. I want you to sign this. You will not have another drink of booze. You will not sniff another line of Coke and we will do this as a family. Imagine being nine and having to tell your gacked out parents <laughs> to get their shit together. It really is, man. It's a it's a really good documentary. I would implore if you got HBO Max, it might even be the reason to get HBO Max. If you really are into like comedy into George Carlin, this would be the way to go. It's it's captivating. And the people around him that loved him and they talk about Kevin Smith when he was right after his wife died, George Carlin was in the movie Dogma that Kevin Smith put out. And in the movie, 
George Carlin plays a, ooh, is it a bishop, a cardinal? I think it's a cardinal. And a cardinal wouldn't be married. Now, George Carlin's wife had just passed like six months prior to this. So George Carlin comes to Kevin Smith and says, I know that a cardinal wouldn't have a wedding ring, so we got to figure something out because I'm just not ready to take my wedding ring off. It's like the most heartwarming thing ever. So they put a Band-Aid over his finger, and they're like, nobody will ever question it. You can keep your wedding ring on, and you'll just wear a Band-Aid. And if people question it, we'll be like, hey, just cut his finger. Whatever. Moving on. God, I love that story, dude. I just love it. He's like such a captivating person and just looked at the world so much differently than everybody else. So anyway, if I had a recommendation to give, that would definitely be the one. If you got some time, check out the George Carlin. I think it's called In My America, My America, George Carlin's America. Judd Apatow produced, you know it's going to be goddamn good. Talking to my daughter the other day, and I think I've said this before. Every now and again, keep a, keep a good dad joke chambered. You never know when you're going to need one. I said to her, uh, hey, Ken, see those ducks flying in a V? You want to know why one side is longer than the other? She said, why? I said, because there's more ducks on that side. She said, actually, it's not true, Dad. It's because of aerodynamics. The weaker ducks line up on the longer side of the V, and then the lead duck creates a rolling like a rolling draft that then produces an updraft that helps all the weaker ducks in the back be able to fly a little bit longer. I was like, bitch, I like my answer better. <laughs> it's goddamn kids too smart nowadays, man. Internet, learning, fun. It, it, listen, we, they gave us a shitty old dusty book that some of those books that we had, no joke, some of those like books that we had in school, if you open them up, you know what you wrote your name on the inside of them? It would, there would fucking be like, 27 names in there. Like I was see I had a book in 1994 that right when I got to high school as a freshman, I got this book and in it I looked and there was my uncle's name, Randy Povich. I had the same book that my uncle used from when he was in ninth grade 20 years prior to me being there. It's goddamn insanity. So goddamn smart, man. I know I tell that joke about how I tell my daughter, hey, you know, your brain can't remember as much. And she's like, I know, I told you that two weeks ago. It's fucking true, dude. It's so goddamn true. These kids got it. Their brain's so much spongier. It was Penn Jillette who talked about when he was, when he was a kid, he would have to go to like a juggling conference and he'd watch people juggle and then commit it to memory and then go home to his bedroom and then try to learn that skill from memory. Nowadays, the learning curve is so different because kids just hop onto YouTube, find out how to juggle, and then they juggle. There's no conferences. They do it right from the goddamn comfort of their bedroom. I'm like, fuck, dude, that is... I mean, as a 40-year-old man, I taught myself to juggle off of YouTube. That shit wouldn't have been doable back then. Our brains were so, you know, concrete and solidified because you have... who the fuck wants to go to the library and get a book on juggling? Nobody. Nobody. But I don't know. I'll sit down and watch a little bit of YouTube. Pick up juggling in a half hour. Ain't that hard. I can get why like, you know, those 11-year-olds you see do a Rubik's Cube in 4.5 seconds. Yes, because their brains are mushy and they got a how-to video. 
Everything's a how-to video. Watch TikTok nowadays. Teach you how to do goddamn anything. YouTube, you got it. Fuck, man. You can do a Rubik's Cube and build a house. All in a days of all in one day of watching the internet. It's a fucking beautiful time we're all living in, everybody. It's beautiful. Uh, like I said, June 9th, we'll see you guys. That's a Thursday night stand-up raw, downtown Minneapolis comedy at the Crane. June 11th, going to be at the Dirty Show, Spring Street Tavern, Club Underground. Uh, June 22nd, that's a Wednesday. I will be at Ineffable Brewing. And then coming up uh, next weekend already, man. Memorial coming up this weekend. The following weekend, first uh, weekend of June, I'll be in Kansas City. Thursday through Saturday, Saturday night, going to be at... The Comedy Club of Kansas City opening up for John Kite, man. That's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for finding this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Every day, 9.45 a.m. It goes live on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.